Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you can save a bundle. All you have to do is call 1-888-FARMERS. That's 1-888-FARMERS and get a quote today. We are farmers. bum, 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 bum. bum. So here we are, day one of no football. Day one of no football. The Super Bowl is over. Where, I need it. I need the football. I need the football. I need the football. Tap and that vein, baby. And thankfully, Mike Harmon, uh, various Chiefs relatives and fans came to our rescue today wanting to hype up a big controversy coming off the Super Bowl yesterday. I was worried. I was worried we were going to celebrate Tom Brady, and that was going to be it, and then it was going to be a day or two, and then it was Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz and Sam Darnold. No, 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 no. Chiefs fans decided, hey, we are, we are really, really upset. The Super Bowl was stolen from us, and they are not shy about making their thoughts available on social media. Yeah, I'm going to sing the old Cry, Cry, Cry by Johnny Cash from all those years ago. Uh, you got worked. You got whipped. You got dominated from pillar to post. And when your quarterback did give receivers opportunities to make plays, the ball bounced off their face masks. 
It's That's tough. It. It's, you lose. You can't catch a ball with your face. It's really difficult. Well, to I mean, do. if me, you tried. if you open up that grid a little bit more, mm-hmm. a little more uh, work in the face mask, yeah. elongated a little, maybe you can get the mm-hmm. nose of the football in. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, that didn't work. You got taken from pillar to post. Uh, and people are just mad that they actually called the penalties. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the way the NFL officiating went all season long. Some games they call them, some games they don't. Yeah, it's this, like Pedro Martinez. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't win. No, that's, that's it. How, but but that's exactly what happened yeah. here, right? How many times did you cry in, in all games in the playoffs leading up to the Super Bowl going, wow, I didn't really call anything. These guys are beating each other up down the field that's a penalty oh that's a penalty and there's and then this time they call them by letter of the law their penalties like how dare you call that it's like i get it you want some consistency but you got to get over yourselves here's the thing all right and and today after the super look we have so many angles on the super bowl today we'll tell you exactly why kansas city lost what made tampa bay so unbeatable yesterday if tom brady can play past 45 who the best odds are on already next year for the super bowl but today was sour grapes day right yeah patrick mahomes mom tweets at Giselle Bunchen. I mean, I, why are you tweeting at Giselle Bunchen? Uh Tweets at Giselle Bunchen. if the refs were on your side, does it really count for the Super Bowl? Uh, you saw Travis Kelsey's girlfriend very upset on social media. You saw Mahomes' fiance upset at the game broadcast. They kept showing pictures of Patrick Mahomes after bad plays. Oh, really? What, like, <laughs> like they were taking other photos and they were doctoring he, them and putting them on. Just because he looked all sad I mean, yeah. and beaten up and why? tired because he ran off all that 497 yeah. yards getting chased around the uh, the field. Why are you showing video of him after uh, after an incomplete pass? Because he's the best bleeping quarterback in the game. It's kind of what you do. You show video of reaction shots. So everybody was so upset for the Chiefs today. You know, first of all, I say this. Parent and, and significant other involvement on social media is never a win. All right, I'm going to say it for the rest of my life. It's never a win. You look bitter and small and petty. Okay, whenever someone else that's not the athlete themselves gets involved, it becomes cartoonish. And that's the way it was today. And I get, look, everybody's got a voice on social media, and that's awesome. But realize you have to understand that if you're tweeting about your wife or husband or your son or daughter, it never looks good. It, ne- it never reflects well on them. You know what you and- needed to do? You needed to follow the lead of Jackson Mahomes and just make a bunch of dumb TikTok videos, <laughs> oblivious to what's going on on the field behind you. Yeah, just like my daughter during the game yesterday, making TikTok videos. Hey, let's do this, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Look, nothing happened. There was no broad conspiracy. Were there some questionable calls? Yes. I mean, I, they're, 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 it seemed like all the ticky-tack calls in the first half went against the Chiefs, and I, I understand that part of it. You had an official, who uh, Carl Sheffers, who his crew officiated two Chiefs games during the season, and he called the most penalties on them uh, more than they had in any other game. So that's a thing. Number one, uh, the Chiefs know who the official is going into the game. So you can either put it out there and say, hey, we're concerned about this official and maybe make him stick the flag in his pocket and his crew stick the flags in their pockets a little bit by putting pressure on them. Or you can adjust and say, okay, if this guy's going to call this, what can we do get away with, not get away with in the game? All of the, I understand this. I understand, oh, we always get upset at the referees. But there is nothing that happened officiating-wise that would have changed the outcome of the game yesterday. You just sound ridiculous, okay? It's, it's, if you lost 35-34, hey, I get it. I'm like, okay, well, hey, a couple of plays here. That changed the game. If this happened in the first half, right, it becomes a different game. That's things a lot of people say, right? Oh, if that, if that gets called, that changes the game, right? If the interception of Brady is able to stand, that changes the game. Nothing changed that game because the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. You didn't score a touchdown. You lost by three touchdowns. Okay, so it's it's not like the Chiefs, oh, if one play had gone this way, or oh, the game is, gets different. No, the game was not different at all on offense. It was the Chiefs were struggled the entire day. Mahomes is under pressure the entire day. Nothing changed. Nothing would have changed that. You scored nine points. You didn't score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. You can't sit here and tell me, oh, the rest, the rest, the rest. Yeah, were there a couple of calls I disagreed with? Sure, but it, it, it's not like it would have changed the game. And they want to sit, and, and it's like the Chiefs want to sit here and say, oh, yeah, we got rooked out of the game. This reminds me of the Steelers 
uh, Seahawks Super Bowl when Cower finally won, Roethlisberger won in his, in his second year, and there were a handful of calls that went against the Seattle Seahawks, right? There was the fourth and one call with Roethlisberger getting in the end zone where maybe he didn't get in. Uh, there's the, the penalty call on Hasselbeck following interception. There was a holding call that, that took back a, a long pass completion by Seattle. But in the end, Seattle didn't play well enough to win. You know, it's, it's not like it was a 21-20 game. They didn't play enough to win, but they wanted to complain about the officials the entire time. And I remember Mike Holmgren getting off the plane the next day, decided he was going to fan the flames and say, I knew we were playing the Steelers. I didn't know we were playing the officials, too. It's like, oh, come on, man, really? Uh, you know, I, I get that you're unhappy with a couple of calls, but it's not like you played all the way through and every th- other part of your game was in, a great, was in great shape. No, you were in disarray. You lost. Same thing yesterday. The Chiefs, even worse disarray. They lost. All right, you, you, can't, you can't sit back here and tell me all the officials took it from us. I'll listen to you if you have a case. The Chiefs don't have a case because even if all of those calls go the other way, the Chiefs are still scoring nine points, and, and, the, and the Buccaneers are still scoring more than nine points, and they're still winning that football game. You had opportunities to score. I mentioned it jokingly. You had shots downfield. Receivers didn't make plays. Give credit to the tenacious front led by Todd Bowles. Right, Super Bowls. Now he's going to go back for number two. But the (laughs) idea of that defensive front, and we talked about the KC offensive line, and they'd shuffled, and Andy Heck had done a fantastic job. During that game, you were saying, what the heck are they doing? They're not able to protect Mahomes at all. He held the ball too long. He kept looking for the home run, and then would eventually come right back to Travis Kelsey, the only play that worked. But the yak wasn't there, right? Sure, tackling. Tyreek Hill. Quiet in the end finishes with seven for 73. But much of the day, you said, Where is he? What's going on? They didn't abandon the run altogether. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, a couple of runs early in the third quarter, and everybody's looking around going, Yeah, you know, you might have mixed one or two of those in in the first half. That might have helped, uh, but you didn't. In the end, you, you, the excellence of execution was on the other side. Defensively, they got the work done. You got Rob Gronkowski running free turning back the hands of time, if only for a moment. I think of all the penalties, Jason, the one that stood out of, all right, I can understand you being a little bit mad about, but by the letter of the law, it's still a penalty, was the one on Matthew against Evans in the end zone, right? Where, Mm -hmm. you know, you got the grab. And you could say, okay, it was uncatchable. But but, did he grab him? Yeah, he grabbed him, period. And then they went right back at him, and he gave up the touchdown. Game, set, match, Brady and company including the finger-wagging and anger, and we'll find out eventually what was said. Maybe, maybe we won't. But, it, like, just go back through all of the penalties. It's Like, they're all legit penalties. I, I don't it, – it's not phantom. Like, you go back to that Seattle game, we could still talk about the Hasselbeck penalty. We could talk about that holding penalty. And I think most people watching it would just go, wow, that's really bad. Here, I, I don't think that's the case. I think it was just you got suckered into – for most of the playoffs and the regular season, penalties were down. So you expected that to be the case. By the way, the over-under for penalties in the game was nine and a half. Over. Yeah, we just didn't think they were all going to be for the Chiefs. They were over nine and a half themselves. You know, the thing that got me about the Chiefs, right, and this is a Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, what happened to them yesterday? Why was Brady able to win? Why were the Bucks able to win this game? It was the Chiefs had an inability to adjust, and it, it's very simple, and that's on Andy Reid, that's on the coaching staff, because you know they thought for the game. Look, they, they came in with the same game plan they've had all year long. If they start out slow, they'll figure it out, and then they'll, they'll pour it on for a while, and they'll dominate, right? They thought we can still handle the Bucks' defensive pressure, even without Eric Fisher, our left tackle, even with all the problems we have offensively. We'll still be able to handle them, and it was clear early in the game that they couldn't, that every play Patrick Mahomes was under duress. Right? You talked about it. He ran 500 yards before he threw a football. How crazy is that? I mean, that's an insane stat. I think Tom Brady ran like four yards before he threw a football. Yeah, other than when he had to uh, go chase the snap over his head. Yeah, that's true. Yes, and, and if he had chased the streaker, I mean that 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 could have been as well. Well, we got a whole we got to talk about that guy over but, the course uh, of the night. Yeah, it was clear they couldn't they couldn't handle it. It was clear they couldn't handle it, and. Instead of adjusting, it seemed to me like the Chiefs thought, well, we'll figure this out as the game goes on. All right, we'll figure it out. Mahomes will move out. We'll start hitting some passes, and things will start opening up for us. And they didn't. And the entire game, was it was the same thing. The Bucks were in the backfield right off the snap. 
And by the time the, 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 the Chiefs realized, oh, man, this is we can't stop them. It was too late to run the football and run draws and, and, and go short with passes. Mahomes is trying to throw the football at 50 yards downfield in every play. They had their chance to adjust. Right. They had their chance to adjust. It was OK. We, things are not working for us right now, but we can go in at halftime. We can adjust here and we can wind up and, and we can wind up getting back in this game. We're going to run the football a little bit more because times they gave it to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. There was room for Mahomes for some draws. There was room. There was room to run. the. Fo- there was room for him to throw the football to the line of scrimmage or a couple yards past and have the running backs get down the field. The Bucks are the worst defense in the NFL against running backs out of the backfield. And the Chiefs didn't take advantage of it once. Well, and they, they tried to a couple of times and, and they blew it up on themselves. There was a great breakdown. Uh, our teammate Jeff Schwartz uh, looking at a, a play very early in the game where the lineman picks his, get, picks his uh, no, Sammy Watkins picks the lineman who's coming to pick up the, the linebacker and he's able to just get right out to the outside and blow it up. Otherwise, it's a gain of about 40 yards if they execute it properly. So they tried it and every time they failed the they makeshift did, they, O-line. By the time they got to the point where they knew, okay, in the middle of the third quarter, you're down by three touchdowns, and you, there's no, you can't run the football. So now you're, now you're just doing the same thing over and over. And that's what got frustrating with the game was the Chiefs are just doing the same thing. The same mm-hmm. thing over and over. And here's Mahomes, who's going to try to make some time. And maybe Tyreek Hill runs deep, you know, gets open, runs deep, is a broken play, and they hit something. And they couldn't hit anything all day long. That was what it was. The Chiefs, I don't know why they didn't adjust. I have no idea why. It's, 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 it's like they came in because when you win one way all year long, and that's the way the Chiefs have won. I, I still don't think we saw the real Chiefs this year because they were able to win games by just turning it on in, in very short periods Well, of remember, time. that's how they they won in the playoffs last year. Right. But they were really they were terrible for yeah. large chunks of all of those playoff games and the Super Bowl against San Francisco. Yeah, but when you when you, and when you win that way, there's a tendency, well, we don't need to change because eventually we're just gonna Mahomes is gonna hit some. He's plays. gonna catch fire. Right. Exactly. We're, we're gonna do it. And and it was too late, you realize you can't do that. But that's the exact way they did it all year long, and there was no adjust. Had they adjusted, they could have won that football game. Great work. No, no uh, doubt in my mind. Whitehead playing through the torn labrum. You got Winfield back. I know he got the penalty for throwing up the deuces. If anybody can get me an autograph photo of that, uh, I would appreciate that because he got him back for week 12. Uh, Murphy Bunting, I know uh, our guy Will Blackman works with him. So they they were exchanging messages. He had a fantastic game. Carlton Davis. I mean, you look at that secondary and obviously Devin White, we highlighted a lot over the course of the year, Jason. I mean, just fantastic work. Uh, But it all started up front. And Dominican Sue, Jason Pierre Paul. And when they got a chance to hit Patrick Mahomes, they hit Patrick Mahomes. Even though he got to dance for 497 yards, he, he didn't get off scot free. Uh, they played through the reverberation of the whistle and it added up. Twitter at How About a Fresca? Mike gets swollen down the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Oh, we got Jason Locke and Fora coming up next. We'll tell you all about the reaction of the Super Bowl. And now, what's next is we get into quarterback carousel. Plus, the biggest play of the game yesterday wasn't technically a play, but it was the biggest thing in the game and not the streaker. Uh, we have all that and more coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. But first, you know, too often. We're choosing between quality or a fair price. And with Harry's, you don't have to choose. They give you award-winning blades for factory direct prices. All right, when you first get your Harry's razor set, you are going to love it. You're going to love the fact that the blade is really heavy. You're going to get a close shave. It is awesome. And for a limited time only, Harry's is offering their starter set plus a free body wash for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash Jason. That's harrys.com slash Jason. Harry's delivers a close, comfortable shave at a fair price, only $2 per refill. How do they do it? Harry's team combined a simple ergonomic design with five sharp blades. They source their steel from Sweden. They manufacture their blades in their world-class blade factory. It is fantastic. They have 100% quality guarantee. They stand behind the quality of their blades so much, they have 100% money-back guarantee at harrys.com. Now, here's your call to action. For a limited time, Harry's has an exclusive offer for listeners of the show. New customers can get a Harry starter set and a free body wash for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash Jason. That's harrys.com slash Jason, a $16 value for just $3. 
$1,000. You get a five-blade razor, a weighted handle, foaming shave gel, a travel cover, and a travel size body wash. Again, that's just $3. It's an incredibly great deal, but act fast while supplies last. Go to harrys.com slash Jason. That's harrys.com slash Jason to redeem your offer. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us now on the hotline, CBS Sports NFL Insider. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lock and Four. It's Jason Lock and Four. What's happening, my man? What's going on, gentlemen? What up? Nothing. Just uh, you know, watching all the the relatives of the Chiefs and the Chiefs Kingdom get very upset about the officiating calls yesterday at the <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, exactly. that was, that was he my, just took a drink. That, he was like, "I got to take a drink I, after." All right, no, I yeah, think he had drink. to take a drink every time someone complained about it. That was a yeah, standard that, bet. That and twenty-five cents will get you a phone call on a payphone if you can find one. So, <laughs> good luck with that. 
You know, I, the, the game yesterday, Jay, we talked about, look, today obviously we've seen a lot of complaining from Mahomes' mom and Kelsey's girlfriend, Mahomes' fiance. If, if I thought the Chiefs could have won the game, even if they had the calls going their way that they thought went against them, uh, I, okay, I'd be open for that. But, dude, they scored nine points in the Super Bowl. They lost by three touchdowns. Even if those calls go their way, they're still losing this game. Yeah, they got whipped. Um, they got whipped on the scoreboard. They got whipped in the trenches. They got whipped in the turnover battle. They got whipped in the mental mistakes category. Um, they got outplayed on offense, defense, and special teams. Otherwise, it was a really close game. <laughs> Way to dial it up there. Uh, clearly, uh, the offensive line, we talked about the shuffling. Andy Heck had done a great job, and well, until he didn't uh, yesterday. Uh, but Todd Bowles, suddenly uh, the, the bell of the ball coming out of this one. Well, look, um, I, I know we talked about it, shoot, the last two weeks leading up to the game. Mm-hmm. And I talked about it ad nauseum on my radio show here in Baltimore. We can get caught up in all the sexy, glittery stuff that was in this Super Bowl. You know, Brady at home and going for number seven and Mike Evans and Godwin and A.B. and even Scotty Miller making plays and Gronk and Cam Brait and Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes and Edwards Alaire and Kelsey. Like, we could talk that till the cows come home. The Chiefs offensive line in last year's Super Bowl was nothing special. And that offensive line compared to this year's looked like a bunch of first ballot Hall of Famers. And they were playing a team that was just as equipped as last year's 49ers at getting after the quarterback with four. And they're going against an absolutely suspect group of offensive linemen. That was always going to be a thing. That's why I picked Tampa to win the game. That's why I thought Tampa would win by three points or more. I didn't know that they'd win by 21. I didn't think they'd hold the Chiefs to nine points um, or whatever. I can't do math very well, 22. (laughs) But I thought that would swing the balance firmly in the favor of the Bucs. And then if you would have told me on top of that, Andy Reid's never going to max protect. He's not going to accentuate the horizontal pass game when they take away the vertical passing game. He's not going to run five jet sweeps for a Tyreek Hill. He's not going to throw four bubble screens. He's not going to put Hill in the slot and just run little three-step slants and try to get yak. Um, he's just going to keep doing what they're doing, even though it's not working and they can't protect this kid a smidge. Um, and he's running for his life. And they're just going to die by the sword and die by the sword, and I'm not saying live by the sword because there's no chance of living by this sword, then I could have said, yeah, they're going to get blown out. Um, I, I thought they'd make more adjustments. I thought they'd run the ball more. I thought if, if Todd Bowles played this kind of cover two and cover three shell, that they would just take what's there and use every blade of grass horizontally and show some wherewithal and stick with it in the run game. But there was none of that to speak of. And therefore, they got absolutely blown out, especially when you factor in, yeah, they're also going to lose the turnover battle. They're going to lose the time of possession battle. They're going to drop about six passes that hit somebody either in the hands, in the chest, or in the face mask. And they're also going to commit like 10 penalties for 130 yards. Yeah, that's you're not winning. <laughs> oh, and, oh, and their first like nine third downs, it's like third and eight, third and seven, third and eight, third and eight, third and four, third and eight, third and seven, third and 13. Yeah, good luck with that. You know, and, and that's what gets me is that we talked about this before you came on is that they didn't adjust. I mean, that's what I don't understand no. is that they had the chances to it. And look, Tampa Bay, I think what I, I think they're rated the worst defense uh, in, in, in covering running backs out of the flat. 
right, out of the backfield. They're the worst at that. And not at one point did we get from the Chiefs, okay, we're going to run the ball, we're going to do a little something different, as you mentioned. And I think by the time they realized, oh, it's too late, you know, we're down yeah. three touchdowns and we got Now we need 50 yards here and 30 yards there and 40 yards there. And that's when they got all the hollow yards to Kelsey in the seam because they were willing to concede that. You want your 12, you want your 17, you want your 22. That's great. We're just going to clamp down when you get in the red zone, and it's all going to be for naught anyway. So, Jason, as we, we come out of this game, you know, we, we had the, the Tom Brady coronation. Uh, Mike Evans saying he'll take less money uh, to keep everybody happy and around. Uh, but for the Chiefs, you get a couple of guys healthy, but we, we saw, obviously, uh, why it's so difficult to go back-to-back. You know, what, what do they do? It's just, hey, we get healthy and retool? Or I, I'm not sure that they have a, a bevy of free agents that they need to uh, re, re-up with. So how much change do we see for 21? No, I think they have to draft offensive linemen. Um, yeah, look, they're going like, to – Sammy Watkins, if he wants to stay there for 5 or $6 million, he can. If he wants to try to maximize his earning potential somewhere else, then Godspeed. Um, but he's the only free agent of, of any significance. And I don't really think that is of any significance. Right. I, I think he's a spare part. Um, you've got – the quarterback signed for like 11 more years, team-friendly contract. You've got Kelsey signed for multiple years, team-friendly contract. Tyreek Hill signed for multiple years, team-friendly contract. You just re-up with Chris Jones, who had a very quiet Super Bowl, but is a hell of a player. Um, I would suggest extending Tyron Matthew. There's, they've, they've got some, some extension candidates, but they're good. I mean, for as, as, as great of a, a team as they are, they're good against the cap, no matter what the cap is. They don't have any – I would posit they had much more significant off-season business to rectify last year, um, way more so than they do this year. But, you know, they're not going to go crazy in free agency, and they are going to get, you know, Mitchell Schwartz and, and Mark uh, Laurent Tardif back. But they could – put some more assets in the offensive line. I would try to draft a tackle pretty high. I'd try to draft a, you know, a center or an interior offensive lineman. Um, I could see them taking two offensive linemen in the first three or four rounds and throwing some darts in that direction. Um, I think that would, that would make sense. Andy's always drafting receivers, right? Nobody thought they needed Hardman when they drafted him. They still drafted Hardman. I think they'll continue to do that kind of stuff. Um, and, and look, they, 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 this quarterback, he was doing otherworldly stuff yep. all over the place. They just weren't catching the damn ball. Like, as much heat as he was under, and I don't know what the final sack totals were, two or three. The average bear gets sacked seven times in that game, and he did get hit. I know they only credited the, the Bucks with eight quarterback hits in the box score. I felt like it was they had more than that. I think it was twelve because or thirteen. Yeah, some of these hits were accordion hits where he got folded by three different guys <laughs> in one direction and then folded in two, you know, by two different guys in a different direction. Um, and he still, if dudes caught the ball and if dudes broke the right way, you know, and read the hot route the right way, it, it's still a one score game. You know, they, 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 they should have scored at least the mid-20s. But there were a lot of drops. There were a lot of penalties. There, and, and Patrick by no means played his best game. But he was undone by a lot of stuff around him. And saying all that, they're, they're, they're a great team. And they're built for long-term success. And if they upgrade a little bit at the offensive line, um, they're, they're, nobody's going to be crying any tears for them. They're, they're going to be around for a long time. Jason Locke and Forrest, CBS Sports, NFL Insider with us. All right, Jay, so the Super Bowl was surrounded by quarterback news, potential trades that could happen. We had the game. Now we're going to be in quarterback news. People are calling the Jets for Sam Darnold. The Texans are still saying no to Deshaun Watson. Carson Wentz is going to get traded. All right, what are you hearing? What's the next domino that's going to fall here in the big quarterback carousel that will dominate the next couple of months? Uh, well, um, this one thing is going to happen. I mean, it's not – imminent it's not on the cusp but there's too much motivation uh for the player to get out for the team to trade him 
and there's not don't don't get it twisted. There's there's not a robust, overwhelming market for this guy. And it's two teams and neither's gonna pay the original price that the Eagles wanted. But it it will get done. It it just it makes too much sense for it not to get done. The Deshaun Watson thing is going to take some time. Aaron Rodgers is not in any hurry. He's gonna sit back, wait and see what kind of uh restructuring situations they put in front of him. Um, how much cash they throw at him. And then do we keep the running back? Uh, do we upgrade the offensive line? Do we add a receiver in free agency or the draft? Um, how many guys are we losing on defense? Because the cap's not going to be what everybody thought it was going to be. And if at any point he wants to go DEFCON, <laughs> he will. Trust me. Uh, and then there's the whole ripple effect of if the Jets get Deshaun, then they're trading Sam Darnold. And if Darnold ends up in San Francisco, because I know Kyle Shanahan loves him, then maybe Jimmy G goes back to New England. Um, and then this, this Russell Wilson thing, man, I'm, I'm telling you, there's something there. Like, I don't know if it's going to happen. It would take a boatload for it to happen. I don't think Seattle wants it to happen. Um, but, you know, Russell's been there almost a decade, and the offensive line is not up to snuff. He's not getting any younger. Pete Carroll is kind of an old-school, defensive-minded head coach. They just hired an offensive coordinator who doesn't really have a body of work. Um probably somebody who's going to be fairly subservient to, to Pete Carroll and he understands that the right answer to the test generally is run the ball more. So there's you know they're 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 at a uh they're at a crossroads there and they were at a crossroads a few years ago and they eventually re-recruited Russ and they got that extension done although under some duress uh but they they need to figure some stuff out there as an organization and uh, with that quarterback because we just mentioned all, all these different moving pieces right now, all these moving parts, all these phone calls that are being made, people trying to get a handle on this um, quarterback market. And so it's only natural that people should call for Russell Wilson. And when you see all the picks that were involved in the Stafford trade, all the picks that were involved in Laramie Tunsil trade, all the picks that were involved in the Jalen Ramsey trade and the Khalil Mack trade and the Amari Cooper trade. And you're looking at this player who's this transcendent. And even though Seattle might have no inclination to trade him, everybody has a price, right? Babe Ruth was traded. Wayne Gretzky was traded in his prime. Um, Stuff happens in professional sports, and this is one that I would definitely stay tuned to. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lock and Fora. That is at Jason Lock and Fora. Jay, as always, buddy, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Have fun. Sounds good, gentlemen. Thank you. See you, Jason. All right. Great stuff there from Jason Lock and Fora. You know, the funny thing about Russell Wilson is I did an interview in Seattle last week, and we talked about the different quarterbacks and with one of, one of the local uh, stations in, in Seattle. And I said, you know, don't get used to Russell Wilson because after this year, I don't know that he's going to stay. And they're like, what? What are you talking about, Russell Wilson? And I said, a lot of things that Jason said. He's not happy with the offense. They hired a guy that's going to run the football more. And if you think it can't happen, look at all the guys that are getting out now. And, and watch out because if he's not happy, he's going to look and see guys like Brady going somewhere at the end of their career and winning and saying, okay, they built around me and, and I can do it. I'm telling you, Russell Wilson leaving Seattle is a real big possibility after this year. I know he's owed money, but you can figure it out, right? If you can move that Jared Goff contract, no, Mike right. Harmon, you can find a way to move Russell Wilson, the guy that's actually good. As so long you as you're willing that. to miss en- <laughs> mix enough picks in and, and yeah. swallow some money here and there, yeah, you can make it work. I mean, I was reading between the lines. It sounded like Russell Wilson was going to be a Jet. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think he'd be a Giants. That's honestly what I think. I think they had the one more year out of him. Ago. Yeah, yeah, they had the flirtation a few years ago, and he re-upped with Seattle. And now I think that's where I would look and say, where is he going to go if he goes somewhere for years thirty-four to thirty-eight? Uh, now I got to watch Russell Wilson in New York. 
Well, that, I, that, I dig that. I, I was really know. just trying to get you some false hope and then watch him go to the other locker room. No, come that's on. really I, what it was. I buy teams with the but Mets and the But you saw that rope-a-dope, so you uh, <laughs> you just went straight to the Giants. I'm the Mets and the Jets, man. I live in false hope every day. Every day I get false hope. Are you kidding? That's insane. Uh, Twitter it out about a fresca. Mike, it's all I'm telling you. Watch out. That Russell Wilson after this year. Uh, call one triple eight farmers to switch. You can save a bundle on your auto insurance. Coming up next... The biggest play of the day yesterday in the Super Bowl wasn't really a play, and it wasn't the streaker. We'll get to him. What was the biggest play of the game yesterday? And again, I'm telling you, it wasn't a play. It was an action. It's coming up next right here, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And... You know, in breaking down the Super Bowl, as, as tonight we, we kind of look back at the game yesterday and look ahead at 2021, 
you know, the biggest play for me of the game yesterday, Mike, and, and you can point to a lot of things. You know, there, there are certain big plays here and there. And, you know, Fournette's touchdown run that kind of sealed the game. But for me, the, it wasn't really a play. I guess you can't call it a play. you got to call it a decision. For me, the biggest play of the game was the end of the second quarter, right? Butker kicks the field goal to make it 14-6, right? There's a minute to go in the half. Tampa Bay gets the football back, and they are more than happy going to halftime. And the Chiefs should be more than happy going to halftime. They should be even happier going to halftime. They've just had the worst half of football they've played, and somehow they're down by a touchdown. They're not playing well. They're not firing on all cylinders. It's not like they got hot with the football. Butker makes a field goal. They give the ball back to the Bucs, and the Bucs are running the football, content to let the clock tick out, and the Chiefs call timeout to try to get the football back. And I I, I got ahead of it yesterday on social media. I said, I don't like this right away. I got to make sure I tweet it out so it doesn't look like, oh, I didn't like it after the the fact. But I didn't like that. I didn't like it because all you're doing is saying, oh, you mean the Bucs just have to convert a third and short, and now they can just go for the end zone and try to get down and get points before halftime? What are you doing? Your team is playing terribly. Go to halftime. You're down 14-6. Make your adjustments. You get the football to start to say, hey, you're good, man. Come out, score a touchdown. The game's tied, and you're going, boy, look how bad we're playing, and we're right in it. And instead, they, they call timeout. The Bucks easily convert a first down. You get the big penalty throwing downfield, and with six seconds left, Antonio Brown catches a touchdown pass, and it's a 21-6 game. And at that point, you think – that could be the play. That could be the play of the game. That could be what puts the nail in the coffin of the Chiefs because the Chiefs have not played well at all. And now you're having to come back from down two touchdowns when had you just gone to halftime, you're down by eight. I mean, I've seen it so many times where I'm going to get cocky and, and, and call a timeout here. If it was third down and if it was third and long from their own 15-yard line, yeah, then call a timeout and see what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers try to do. But you're near midfield. If they get the first down, all right, now we're going. Now we're going. They, they, they were so happy, the Bucks to say, all right, we're playing good, let's go to halftime. But instead, they call the timeout, and the Bucks then get the advantage. I don't know what Andy Reid was thinking there. I really, I really, of all the decisions <laughs> yesterday, not adjusting, all of those things, I don't get how he didn't remove himself from that game and go, yeah, let's just go to halftime. Instead, oh no, let, let's try to figure it out. When we can't move the ball at all, they're going to punt. We're going to get the ball deep in our own end with no timeouts left. How are we going to get downfield? Don't forget. I mean, how how yeah. is that going to happen? Yeah, don't, I don't, don't I forget. Don't yeah, before he was super genius following oh. three ridiculous comebacks in the playoffs last year. Uh, remember, Andy Reid used to be questioned for his clock management at the end of halves and end of games with great regularity. And it reared its head here. Uh, happy to to go into halftime. And then Bruce Arians, as soon as you open the door, all right, no risk it, no biscuit. You guys want to kick field goals. Here are the drives for the Chiefs before that. Six for 16 yards, eight for 31 yards. That was the field goal. Uh, three plays, six yards, four for eight. And then you had a the long drive that netted you another field goal. Ten plays, 61 yards. The explosiveness wasn't there. Uh, the only thing this was, well, maybe because he can throw it a country mile, we can get one of these pass interference calls for us and set us up. Guess what? Breland. Uh, trips up Evans, and away we go. Then Leonard Fournette over the middle, plenty of space. Yeah, timeout management, just absolutely silly here. And I loved when Brady wanted to go up and uh, spike it uh, instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead, they called the timeout. But it was cool. He's like, come on, get up to the line. Looking around going, how the hell are they going to pull that off? No, instead, you know, they finally call that, that timeout. Uh, and they get the penalty uh, on the Honey Badger, and then – Find Antonio Brown for the touchdown, and that's the dagger. That's it. And and it goes back to the same thing. It, you thought you were going to win with field goals. You don't win it with this game with field goals. That's why, even though it didn't work, because you gave the ball to Ronald Jones for some reason, uh, I thought that <laughs> possession was going to – right? I mean, here's Vita Vea, Tom Brady, the master of the QB sneak. You don't call that. You don't give the ball to Fournette. And then all of a sudden, Fournette's running wild in the second half. But I was spending my time on Twitter going, why isn't Leonard Fournette in the backfield? Why is Ronald Jones running it at the goal line? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, there so was that was an opportunity yeah. there. That oh, like, yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. 
Yeah, so. I, but clearly, you know, the genius of Andy Reid is something that going into this game was, oh, my God, Andy Reid's going to win. Yeah. He's going to have another Super Bowl. And look, we've told you what Andy Reid could wind up accomplishing by the time he's all said and done. But boy, his his the legend of Andy Reid took a hit yesterday because that that's the that's the one call that stands out to me is I don't understand it. Then you get into all the adjustments that they didn't make and they kept doing the same thing over and over. And we're just going to try to have Mahomes buy time and throw the ball downfield. Todd Bowles is saying, boy, people are going to say I'm a genius. I'm throwing the same defense out there. I'm calling the same defense play after play because the Chiefs aren't doing anything different. I'm all good, man. I can sit and have a nice little drink, sit in a hammock, get ready and hopefully get the, some head coaching opportunities coming up in the future. Well, the genius really, tags whew. taken off of a number of people during this playoff run. You can say that. Tell you. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Coming up next, hey, can Tom Brady really play past 45 plus? I think we now have an idea what the Major League Baseball season is going to look like. Will it include a DH? We'll tell you. That's coming up next. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.